Welcome to The Ferment, everyone. My name is Harry, and in addition to our fantastic interview episodes, I'll be taking you through our amazing range of wines here at Brown Family Wine Group. I'll be focusing on history, vineyard, winemaking, and also food matching. Everything wine-related you'll need to know to wow your next customer when it's your turn to be up for a tasting. I hope you enjoy the Ferment Tasting Series. So we're back with another tasting note with Jeff Alexander and the Innocent Bystander range. This time we're going to talk about Pinot Noir, Jeff, and the 2019 vintage that's only just come onto the market recently. How did you find that vintage and what do you think of the wine? Oh, look, Harry and everyone, hello. Um, look, the so-called Goldilocks vintage, in a way, not too hot, not too cool. So very good, good vintage from the Yarra, perfect for ripening. No adverse weather events to get in our way. So, yes, an excellent vintage. No disease pressure. No, no, quite quite good. <laughs> yeah, always always love a vintage when you can pick when you want to pick. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Jeff, the 2019 vintage from a winemaking perspective, what happened when these grapes got into the winery? So we're, we're very fortunate with our Pinot Noir from the, the Yarra. We get to... Uh, make wines from quite a few different sites within the Yarra, and that's really important. So you've got Upper upper Yarra and you've got Valley Floor, which gives different characters to the wine. That's something we're quite quite um, happy with. There's a bit of a mixture of hand-picked fruit and machine-harvested fruit in the Pinot, generally picked in the cool coolness of the day. Whenever it's coolest, that's when we, we try and pick the, key, the Pinot, keep it nice and cool. So there's obviously a number of different parcels of Pinot that come in uh, during vintage from the Yarra. The, uh, the smaller parcels, they tend to be hand-picked, down there so what we do with them is they're made generally in the kindergarten winery um, up here at Miller uh, and they are, we have five ton open fermenters and they can accommodate whole bunches so what I tend to do is to stem part of the fruit and then part of the fruit is kept as whole bunch and that might be about 10% or 20% of that of that fermenter I, I really like whole bunch in Pinot I think it does a number of things it, it gives a, a beautiful sort of perfume to the wine can aid the color just keep the sort of the vibrancy of the color and adds a bit of sort of structure as well to, to Pinot so the kindergarten open fermenters are, are fantastic for that with some of our larger parcels we distem them and use some of the other other fermenters like static fermenters in the in the winery I use a bit of a combination. Some of some of the ferments are wild, but the majority of them I use a number of different yeasts. It's inoculated with yeast that's specifically designed for Pinot. And so, Jeff, just to, to clarify for our listeners, so the, the open-top fermenters, are we hand-plunging these or...? There's a bit of a combination, Harry. Yep. So, yes, we certainly do hand-plunge some and some are sort of pumped over using, uh, yeah, yep, macerating using a, using a pump. But I do like the, the, the hand-plunging. Um, the cell hands may not like it quite so much. <laughs> yeah, but, um, exactly. Yeah, it's certainly, certainly like that. They leave that for you on the weekend when you have to come in. Absolutely. On your own. <laughs> so just prior to kicking the the fermentation off for Pinot Noir, it goes through a bit of a cold soak. Yep. So we chill the fruit down when we crush it. It gets down to sort of between five and ten degrees, and I'll leave it there for a couple of days before I start fermenting. What are you trying to achieve? With a couple, that? a couple of different things. Again, it's a technique that I really think helps the perfume of the of the wines. The wines that are cold soaked just have a lovely aromatic. It tends to extract softer sort of tannins rather than hard tannins, so I think it helps the tannin structure a little bit as well. Which yes, is so which is sort of contrary to what you would think. That's you know, right. The, the longer you've got something in contact with skins, the more tannins you think. More, you're more come tannin, out. but um, the cold soaking extracts sort of a softer, more elegant sort there of tannin. Go. So it sits there cold for a few days, and then we kick the ferment off, and then it probably takes about five days on skins after that. 
pressed off into tank. And actually with the with the IB Pinot, generally it goes through malolactic fermentation in tank. I know that's slightly different to the way Tom might do it in, in Tassie. But we generally do our malos in tank. And then when I'm happy with that, when it's gone through malo, um, it then goes to oak. Generally older oak for the Pinot, maybe a little a little bit of new, about five or ten percent new new oak. And Quite a short maturation in oak compared to, say, a Schrazer and Cabernet. So uh, around the six-month mark in, in oak. And then it's – so I'm tasting that pretty regularly. And then it's, it sort of comes out after about six months before blending. Have you been to Burgundy, Jeff? I have, not for a long time, Harry. So um, what's your sort of recollections of the Pinots of Burgundy? Look, they're, they're so varied, I guess. You get – they talk about the feminine and the masculine – don't they, Harry? So you've got very pretty perfumed wines, which is what I I would like to see in the IB, like a sort of a really sort of pretty, pretty attractive wine. Uh, and then in Burgundy, you get quite muscular, um, oak matured, big wines with a bit of sort of sulfide influence as well. That's probably not quite the the style we're chasing for IB. More of the sort of the pretty end of the spectrum. I, I think I've mentioned in a previous uh, tasting note about. Um, trying this rare steak in uh, Burgundy with a, a beautiful Gevry Chambertin Pinot Noir, which is a bit more of the muscular, more aggressive sort of style. And it was just unbelievable. This this steak hardly hit the pan. <laughs> and you had the huge tannins of this fantastic Burgundy just balancing up with the, the proteins of the steak and the flavour combination was just tremendous and um, that's that to me is a wine and food match that I'll remember forever just because being in Burgundy, getting the chance to try that and seeing that you can have a, a Pinot Noir work with steak equally as well with something that's much more elegant in, that, in its texture. Yeah, that's right. I suppose I, I always try and keep in my back in my mind sort of the cellar door at Hillsville, sort of food that might be served there, the pizza, that kind of thing and you want the wines to match match that you don't want them you don't want the wines too overpowering i don't yep. think in that that setting yeah and and perfect for sharing that's right <laughs> that's right uh very good and what about the toast profile of this wine how would you sum it up in a couple of sentences oh look um harry i think i'm again i'm wanting the freshness and the vibrancy the really lifted aromatic cherries that kind of thing maybe some darker fruits coming through on the palate like i don't don't want it sort of to be Thin and weedy, obviously. I'm wanting some some more richness and darker fruits on the palate, and then a long tannin structure, but not something that is designed for long maturation in in um, in bottle. So yep. you're looking for something that's fairly early drinking sort of style. Fantastic. So that's the Innocent Bystander Pinot Noir 2019 just released. So we're not sure on when the 2020 will be out. Probably still just sitting in tank that's, and um, barrel yeah, at yeah, the moment. Just, just finishing Malo and um, just gone to barrel just recently. Perfect. So uh, some time off for that at the moment. But the 2019, as Jeff mentioned, an absolutely fantastic vintage in the Yarra Valley, giving us amazing quality fruit with no disease pressure, letting us pick when we wanted to. A combination of hand pick and machine harvested into old older oak mainly but a little bit of new just for some complexity in terms of food things like duck spicy chorizo pizzas paellas things that are really great for sharing work incredibly well thanks jeff thanks a lot harry that was the ferment tasting notes 
If you've got any feedback or you think that we've missed one of our fantastic wines in our tasting note segments, please don't hesitate to send us an email, theferment at brownfwg.com.au. 